Extra Points is presented for the people by Caesars Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. It must be 21 years or older. Welcome, Extra Points listeners, and congratulations on making it through yet another week. Good news, the weekend awaits with its enchanting promises of endless sports and free time that ends up with you screaming silently at some jerk in the Costco parking lot instead. Or maybe I'm just projecting. Either way, we know how hard you work, and while we hope listening to all our shows makes that time go a little faster, we don't want that to feel like work in and of itself. So we've had our producers pick out their favorite bits and put them together in a half-hour supercut for you to sample. I know, I can't believe we have producers either. If you like something, check out the full episode the next week wherever you get your podcasts. In the meantime, thanks for supporting the network. And let me just say from the bottom of my heart as the co-founder that I sincerely hope your favorite team still loses to mine. Enjoy the shows. In our first clip here from Minus 3 with Dave Damashek, Kevin Hench, and myself, we discuss our good and bad goats of the week. And mine happened to be Zach Wilson for his win on Monday Night Football. All right, spaghetti, goat and goat. Yeah, so uh, mine are both dealing with the kind of the same thing here. I'll start with my good goat, and um, I'm going to bring it back to that Jets Monday Night Football game. I'm going to give it to to Zach Wilson here, and I think he deserves a good go for obviously winning that game. I mean, I can't imagine a worse scenario for a backup quarterback to ever enter a game. Like number one, obviously, one of the, it's probably gonna be like the most watched regular season NFL game. Week one, Monday Night Football. Aaron Rodgers makes his debut with the Jets on 9/11 versus division rival, a great team, and Josh Allen, the Buffalo Bills. And then four plays into it, the guy ruptures Achilles, and then you have to get tossed into this game when you know that like the entire town and every fan of that team despises you, does not believe in you. The coach doesn't either. It's obvious watching Robert Sell's uh, emotions. You could just, I mean, his face when that injury happened, it was like, he does not believe in him. <laughs> it did and make me laugh. Not to it, be on him, to lack amp, but I, his stone face it's, was hysterical. The kind of the, salad is salad is the worst actor I've ever seen. The guy can't even fake that. He like the interview he gave at halftime. It's like, yeah, we believe in it's like, you don't, you don't believe in Zach. The players don't believe in Zach. Every, every when the minute that the jets got Aaron Rodgers, every player was like cheering on Twitter. And again, this guy, I mean, rocket arm. I know like the BYU competition isn't as strong, but still number two overall pick. Uh, maybe to Shaq's point, like we just can't evaluate quarterbacks. Regardless, he he gets thrusted in there and people were saying like, hey, you know, made some strides with Rodgers in the offseason. He looked good in some preseason games or whatever, but he wins that game. And the minute the game's over, everyone's like, well, that was nice, but the Jets season's over now. And it's like, if they want to compete, they got to go out and get somebody else. So again, I I, we don't talk enough about the mental aspect of this stuff, but I just feel like him being in the locker room and he opens his phone and just sees like, yeah, the Jets should go get uh, maybe sign a veteran or maybe trade for a uh, oh, James Winston or yeah. And it's just like, there's just that's, no winning for Zach that's Wilson. Horrible. Yeah. It's I so would bad. feel bad about myself if somebody's like, not as good as Colt McCoy. Um, but well, who is, is better I, in the Hannah the answer, isn't he? Like how I long agree. are you going to let the Jets just fall on their face in a Stafford, potentially great Stafford, season? Hannah, yeah. Stafford, I, I, I reached out on uh, to Brad Spielberger, our guy who's the cap wizard, and I said, is there any plausible way that the Rams could give up because the $26 million guaranteed uh, money they paid him? And he said, no, the Rams, yes, what he said, the Jets could make it happen. The Rams, 
very likely would not. But hmm. Tannehill's a reasonable option. I I I love that good goat because Zach Wilson would have totally been within his rights to pull. I think it was was it Billy Joe Hobart who said like, <laughs> yeah, I never really read the play. I didn't know. I didn't think I was going to play, so I don't really know what the plays are, but. Like Zach Wilson could have been turning the wrong way on handoffs. Like Zach, like to get thrown into that situation, and you know, you know, it was he's fourteen for twenty-one. Mm-hmm. He made a really nice uh, conversion to Lazard, a really tough mm-hmm. play under pressure. And then, even though the touchdown pass was one of the worst passes in NFL history, Garrett Wilson makes him look good. I'm, I don't, I don't know Spaghetti's bad goat. But Josh Allen was on my nominee list for Bad Goat. And one of the things that was so funny about the highlight package from Monday night was the way it worked sequentially is they showed the Garrett Wilson catch. Then they showed Josh Allen whiffing a floater coming right at your chest uh, uh, on the snap. And he whiffs it. And then he just takes a crazy lick to Sheck's points about, like, how long can this guy not slide, not avoid hits. Uh, so, so I, you know, the the fact. Did you that- see Cam Newton when he was playing for your division rival in New England? That's that's the future of Josh Allen if you let this yeah. crap keep going. Um, so, you know, the fact that Zach Wilson came, you know, double digit deficit against Josh Allen came out on top. It, that that is that is worthy of a good go. When you were a kid, did you dream about breaking the home run record or maybe scoring more than 100 points in a basketball game? Well, Dave Damashek, Saratiana, and special guest comedian Bennett Weber on Extra Points discuss which sports record they like to break the most. If you could break any record in sport, what would it be? Give me, yeah, it could be one, could be three. Go ahead. Well, first of all, I'd love to break Cal Ripken's record of most consecutive games played because that would mean I would um, have really great benefits for the rest of my life and mm. a pension plan and uh, health care. Uh, that's the only reason, not because I think it's like amazing that he played that many games in a row. I think he had a little help, but that's another story. But my oh. personal record that I would love to own would be the all-time home run record just so I could give it back to Hank Aaron. <laughs> how would that work would there be some sort of a ceremony with the Aaron just, family <laughs> yep that would just put a little asterisk like sarah broke this record but it's really for hank she broke it for hank Boy, it goes so selfless stays in his name you know like a couple years ago dane cook broke richard Pryor's record on stage at the laugh factory so then Chappelle went and rebroke the record so that it would stay in the family I'm not saying I'm doing the same thing, but that's what I would choose. That that's what would be on my mind. Beautiful. I I, I like <laughs> it. I I like that one better than I do the uh, the Cal Ripken answer because that's a lot of work. I've always said I'd much <laughs> rather just be a platoon guy. Like yeah. I'd like to play, just not every day. It's to 162. <laughs> like I half the game. time. The other half I'll be in the dugout hanging out, cracking wise. I gotta. I'm busy. I gotta keep an eye on Kevin Costner. You know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. But with the new rules, you're playing 30 games less a year on your body. True. Okay. True. Did you know that? If someone is as healthy as those stats are based on, yeah, sure. <laughs> John Crook's body is probably functioning the same whenever he plays. Ooh, we may have stumbled into one. <laughs> Best high-end athletes who who look more like Bennett and Dave. That's a, that's a fun one. But in the meantime. 
Go ahead, yeah. Bennett. What record or records would you, you know, do, do you covet breaking the most? Spoiler well, alert, you're not going to probably break any of them. Yeah, <laughs> I would love uh, to break that uh, Jaguar Super Bowl win record. That's currently at zero. I'd love to top that <laughs> off a little higher. Um, I, 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 Without thinking of a specific one, I would just love anything that still has an asterisk or a conversation I would love it to be broken by someone who wouldn't have one because I just that's a bummer conversation to explain to your child of like, why is this record? Maybe not a record. And like even even if it's it's us accepting that era and what happened and just taking the the qualifier off. I would just love to have fewer qualifiers and just be able to say, yeah, they did this. They, it was better than everyone. And it was awesome. And there's nothing else to say about it. I mean, I think. I think that would be a fun uh, way for me to clear the board and a, f- a fun record to fix. You know, I like that. You and Tiana parked in your cars in the same garage. People of justice, <laughs> are you? Some might <laughs> say right. you're ascending up on uh, up to Mount Pius to look down on those who did what they needed to do to be relevant <laughs> in their sport. Oh yeah, listen, I'm with I, I'm with you. I think whether you frown on Barry Bonds and Mark McGuire and 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 everybody else who did what they did. It has sullied the record sufficiently that it now doesn't have meaning. Ergo, I don't think I'd care about hitting 80 home runs nearly as much as like, you know what I'd most like to do? Score 100 goals in an NHL season. I'd I'd love to score 95 goals. Talk about taking it back um, from Wayne Gretzky. I would love to take 92 goals. I'd love to get to 93. That would be a great record. Then. I mean, the, I, we're overthinking things if we're doing anything other than I want to be the fastest person in the history of people. That's it. <laughs> you know, let me run a hundred meters. Oh, Talk I, about I, a good job. What's your job? I ran a I ran a hundred meters today. Ooh. <laughs> I worked for less than ten that. seconds. Yes. Yeah. Every four years. And I'm the best. <laughs> yeah, that that's that's a bad way to describe what you bring to the table. If you're, uh, a, you know, I, I work for less than 10 seconds. If you're a gigolo, if you are a sprinter, though, dynamite stuff. Damashek's working blue and hacky, too. I see Tiana. I can tell like a little too hacky I'm out not. of there. I'm not. Now, I'm not. Hold on while we take a quick break. You know, when the conversation turns tampers, I always go with my number one as Caesars. Let's talk about them a little bit, shall we? Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns rewards credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using this code. Listen up. Omaha full. The word Omaha and the word full. And then you place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great. If you keep those winnings, but if you lose, you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and over only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. New users and first $10 plus wager only. Must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager. Returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet, $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account 
account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start gambling problem. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino. Call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or West Virginia, 1-800-GAMBLER.net, New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. In the first episode of Trendy this week, Saratiana joins Toby Mergler, but before they get into bets... They get into Sarah's onstage jokes, and you may want to cover your ears, Mets fans. I am a huge fan, as I've expressed to you, an embarrassing number of times. So we're so <laughs> lucky to have you. And I know you are an amazing comedian. I loved your new special, 44. Though I kind of hate you a little bit for writing that bit about not loving your kid right away. Because it's the kind mm. of thing that you laugh at a little too loud in front of your spouse. <laughs> at only Exhibit A at a future custody hearing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why people tell you that you're supposed to love them right away. You're just like, I just met you, dude. Like, I don't even know you, bro. Like... I, I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of things that they they tell you before you have a kid um, that is wrong. You know that they're going to be cute, that they're going to be smart, that you're going to love them no matter what. And that's not true. I have good days and bad. <laughs> we have a fire station really close, so I'm always like, man, no questions it. asked. Is like, you know, yeah. Every quite time the you selling point. Every time you drive by, you're just saying, hey, do those guys look nice? Is, is the, chili look, the chili look good? And he loves fire trucks. So it's not like he'd be sad. 
I know you're doing him a favor. I mean, you got to think about the best interest of the kids, Sarah. I know. Yeah. Well, you, you also do a lot of sports related material in your set. Do you ever like look out at the audience and call an audible or do you just power through the game plan, no matter what, like Matt Ryan at the Super Bowl? (laughs) That was Shanahan's fault, not Matt Ryan's fault. And uh, (laughs) I resent that comment. Um, You know, run the ball. Hey, it's working all game. So why don't we just stop running the ball and, and the clock? At the same time, that'd be good. Um, I uh, I definitely call audibles during my set. That's the whole point. Like I know where I'm going to start and where I'm going to end, but I Omaha the whole way, you know, what based is on it? what the crowd is doing. Like if they are like not laughing at kid stuff, you go, all right, let's change it up. Let's talk about true crime because you guys don't have children. <laughs> so we'll talk about murdering your spouse. What, what are you looking for? In like a sports loving audience? Like what's the giveaway that they're going to get this bit that you're about to do? Oh, I've been doing this bit where I talk about how um, I like I say, oh, did you guys hear about all those millionaires that imploded and are now underwater? Enough about the Mets, though. Uh, and if they <laughs> laugh at that, then I know that they'll like sports. Um, if they don't, then I'll just move on. That's great. Cast that line out there, taking yeah. shots at the Mets. It's what we can agree on. I'm a Nationals fan. You're a Braves fan. So we can both mm-hmm. enjoy the Mets going to hell. Oh, uh, there's nothing more fun than watching. And, and also watching Mets fans continue to be sad. Oh, so fun. <laughs> well, like Phillies fans. Sorry. You're also probably the most successful handicapper in the history of our network because you used to do <laughs> guest appearances and you gave out Jorge Soler as World Series MVP at like plus 3,500. And then you just never appeared again until now. So are you worried <laughs> about selling your spotless record here? <laughs> no. No, no I actually, I remember, I remember too, when uh, they asked me like who I would take, uh, they, he was like, I could give you some options. And I just said, oh no, I'll just take Solar Because I think this is the problem with gambling is that people think about it too much and you should go with your first instinct. Your first instinct is usually right. And then you go, oh, should I, you know, and also it doesn't matter. Like when you go, oh, should I start Sky more or should I not start Sky more during the game? And I'm like, listen, if you start him, he's not going to have a good game. If you don't start him, he is. So that's the way this stuff works. Just go into it knowing that it's like, it's fun and it doesn't really matter. It's just Welcome money. You'll make v- more. <laughs> Welcome to the very premise of our show, Sarah. This is exactly <laughs> what we're exploring here. The heart, he- head, heater, cred. Like, should you just go with your first instinct or, you know, what your heart tells you to bet? Should you overthink it and analyze all the numbers through head? Should you uh, just take a heater to say, I'm betting this every single night. I don't care what the numbers are. I don't care what the matchups are. I'm betting this mm-hmm. one trend every single night. Or should you just make one bet, which is the credibility? And so I think you are going to kill it in the heart category. You'll probably kill it in all categories. <laughs> categories but you're right like we overthink the heck out of this and that's exactly what we're trying to figure out here so i'm in a league where you do over unders of the, for the whole year at the start of the year on win totals and i never even look at the schedule i just go over uh, you know no 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 you're gonna have a super bowl hangover no no and i won it one year and i came in second another and everybody else watch looks at the schedule and they try <laughs> to figure it out and i'm like it really doesn't like it's a lot of times it's a coin flip anyway. Like I'm sure gambling sites don't want you to, <laughs> they want you to think about it, but I, I really don't. I mean, I, I definitely spend a lot of money by just not thinking about it. 
Yeah, but it's entertaining, right? I mean, that's what it's we're entertaining. Really here for. This is this is a show yeah. for casual gamers, not for people who yeah. really think they have a system that could totally beat <laughs> Vegas. Because uh, good luck with that. There's yeah, I'm not bringing down the built. house. Yeah, I'm not bringing down the house. Do you name your fantasy football teams? We'll take a listen to myself and Jen Piacenti discussing all things fantasy football team names. And yes, Jen did name most of her 15 teams. We're going to get to your questions now, but I want to start with a fun question that we actually got last week, but I got it too late for the pod. And then I think it got posted again this week. It's from Corey Mm -hmm. and he wants to know what our fantasy football team names are and how important they are. Like, should you have them? Uh, You want to go first, Eddie? Sure. I'll be glad to. So I only had the two teams, uh, like I mentioned last week, and I had the same name for both. Um, I'm not one of those uh, those people that who you need to have the player on your team to, for make, to make the name work. So um, I'm unsure if, uh, if you or our listeners are aware of the show, The Righteous Gemstones, a Danny McBride show with John Goodman and a bunch of other uh, very, very funny people on HBO. But there's a character called uh, Uncle Baby Billy, and, I, uh, ch- and then he makes a, uh, a show called Uncle Baby Billy's Bible Bonkers. So uh, I, I change out the Billy and I put in Bijan. So I am uh, Baby Bijan's Bible Bonkers. And uh, it's played by Walton Goggins, a, a extremely funny actor. So that's been my name for both. And if you're a fan of the show, uh, a few people have seen my team name. They're like, that's pretty great. So uh, I'm pleased that it's more of a niche name, but I'm cool with it. So uh, that's awesome. And having a unique name is is good too. You don't want the same name as everybody else, right? No, no make I mean, it up yourself. No. Don't don't do like don't take them off of Reddit don't do or Google or yeah. whatever. Like, yeah, be creative. Right. Be creative. Um, so I have like fifteen teams, as I mentioned, and so I don't <laughs> name every team because some of them are like professional uh, or expert professional. I don't know expert leagues. Yeah. This is just like Team Piacenti, right? Team Bender versus Team Piacenti versus Team Fabiano, whatever. Fine, but. I do have in, in, in my more, you know, home leagues or, or even sometimes in a professional league because I like to, to be that way. I do. I do make a team name. So I have like four or five I'll share with you. One is in my ladies league, uh, my boyfriend's Dak, my boyfriend's <laughs> Dak, and you're gonna be in trouble, which didn't work out so well this week, but I still won. So fine. My boyfriend's Dak. Um, I use eight, six, seven, five, three, oh, nine all the time. But I don't put my name. I just put 8675309. And it's always in a league where there's no other ladies. So that's that's one of my favorite ones. That's great. Um, but maybe my most favorite one is the one I started a long time ago. It's when I first started playing again, all guys. And I was still performing in New York City. I was like the dance captain of parts of Penzance. I was constantly in pink tights and ballet shoes. So I named my team the Baller Enos. So it's called B-A-L-E-R dash. I mean, that that's fitting. And for you, that has so many teams and to, to make these names and carry them <laughs> on from it. I mean, that's that's perfect. That's great. And I, I it's still like if I had 15 teams like you, I would just be like, I'm not naming them. The fact that you still do name some of them is uh, occasionally I'll, I'll I give do. you a lot of credit. So that's very Sometimes good. it's just like team Jen. <laughs> that's all I've got. But I, I do love I do love having a team like last year. I had Aaron Jones on a team. And so I named it me and Mr. Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I guess I name for songs, don't I? Me and Mr. Jones. I would I say I mo- I mean, most team names, I feel like, are derivative from like songs or, songs. or movies and, and stuff. So, yeah. Okay. So that's not too weird. Uh, but anyway, yes, I do think it's fun to do that. And yeah. it makes me laugh and it makes your team, you know, mates laugh, your league mates laugh. Mm-hmm. 
So I, I think it is important to an extent. It depends on obviously the temperature of the league, but look, this is for fun. We take it so seriously sometimes, but sometimes you can just win the name, the game of naming your team. Like, the best league team name. Why not? There, there is no better feeling than having a good team name. And if you have a good little logo or avatar to match it, yes. and you get a couple oh, laughs from logos. your league mates. Oh, I do have great. some logos. Yeah. I do have some logos. It's great. <laughs> Who cares about your record? As long as you have a good name and whatever. That's, that's I do. All I Sometimes I use Nermal for because that was my nickname in college because apparently I look like Nermal, the annoying cat from Garfield. Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love. Mark Gunnels tries to explain to Martin Weiss on Lemon Pepper Parlay why we should all be buyers into Jordan Love, the new quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, for me, I'm going to Green Bay for the good vibes. I think uh, considering people were questioning what it's going to look like without Aaron Rodgers for good reason. You know, you're going to Chicago. For some reason, a lot of people were high on Chicago before the year to be that team that can win maybe eight or nine games. I've been seeing that a lot. Like some people were even saying Justin Fields is a sneaky MVP pick. I, I saw that a lot on my timeline throughout the summer. And you go in there and dominate, went 38 to 20. I think Jordan Love looked really good, comfortable in the pocket. He had a couple plays where he was really like eyeing off the linebacker, some no-look type stuff, very comfortable there. I think the Packers are a team that people really overlook that can win that division. I mean, I picked the Lions to win the North, but it wouldn't shock me at all if the Packers were the team that came away winning that division. I think you're really going to see Matt LaFleur's offense for the first time because when Aaron Rodgers is there, it's pretty much his offense. He He's calling the shots at the line of scrimmage. Jordan Love's not going to really audible that much out of plays, or he might not even have the authority to do that yet. So, And I do think Matt LaFleur can get a really creative with that offense and we're going to see it this year so good vibes in green bay man you think they have another one brett parv to aaron Rodgers to jordan all right this this is pump the brakes a little bit no uh, I'm they all definitely in. they're definitely in the good vibe section i 100 agree with that they're, there's no bad vibes in green bay right now but let's just remember brett Favre and aaron Rodgers, both of who have questionable social uh, social interactions are both are two of the greatest quarterbacks ever played this game. But I feel you. Jordan Love looked really good, but also I think the Bears' defense looked really bad. With Aaron Rodgers rupturing his Achilles tendon on Monday Night Football, are the Jets out of the playoff picture in the AFC East? Sarah Tiana joins Toby Mergler on Trinity to discuss these odds and which team they see coming on top. But guess what, Sarah? I'm afraid I've learned nothing from my mistakes, and I cannot stop looking at the AFC East odds. The Dolphins uh-huh. are plus 140, the Bills are plus 145, the Jets are plus 500, and the Pats are plus 950. And I keep getting tempted by the Bills to overcome uh, Allen's mistakes and carry this division. But I know you are married to a Pats fan, so is he mm-hmm. feeling confident right now on that plus 950? And who would you take for the division? Uh, I mean, I think it's kind of the Dolphins division right now. Um, but I think that, you know, and the Dolphins have notoriously owned the Patriots, even during the Patriots heyday, they seem to always lose in Miami or to Miami at least once a year. So I think it's the Dolphins division this year, but I just don't think that you can ever like, I feel like they're actually going to have trouble with Belichick this weekend because I think Belichick will know how to stop Tyreek Hill from scoring mm-hmm. so much. I think that 
ship has sailed. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, I'm so glad I drafted him first. I'm like, well, let's wait till week six and see how we feel now that everyone else has an eye on him. You know what I mean? I mean, he is super fast and he is really hard to cover, um, but you can't really rule out that that Tua will be throwing to him all year because you don't always get Tua throwing to him all year. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly right. I mean, the Dolphins, I think, were closer to what, three to one preseason. They move all the way to plus 140 mm-hmm. after they look, you know, like they're full of rocket fuel on Sunday. But with Tua's concussion history, how who yeah. knows if he's going to last the other 16 games? And the Bills, I mean, they, you know, did not cover themselves in glory against the Jets. They took the <laughs> opening season loss. Their odds drop, and that's why they look attractive to me. But I got to say, I mean, the Pats are at an advantage here. They're so used to playing without a quarterback that the rest yeah. of these teams are going to have to play catch up if they're top signal signal callers go down and honestly exactly what i said about the eagles last week to me the eagles should not have won that game the eagles defense won them that game the eagles offense did not so if i am the patriots and the patriots patriots fans right now i'm pretty excited you know uh about the way i played and the way mac jones played i thought mac jones looked great i didn't think he made a ton of mistakes I thought he looked way better than last year, which is all you can really ask for in a quarterback that you're developing to be your team leader. You know, I mean, I, I heard Julian Edelman last week talk about how there are 10 years where the Patriots were didn't win anything. You know, they they were redeveloping with Tom Brady and recoming up with everything. And so, you know, they didn't win a Super Bowl for 10 years. And, and I think that I think the Patriots are used to having a little bit of a drought. So I think it is Dolphins Patriots vying for the top of that division right now. And then you got to like the plus 950, even though you would never yeah. do for him, even though it would make your boyfriend very happy. Let's stop down for a quick break here. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. In this clip from Covered in Glory, Toby Mergler makes sure that Brett Coromanos faces the music over his favorite club, Everton. So I've just had it, Brett. I've had it. You tried to skip this game this week. You sent me an email where you didn't want to do it, and I'm not allowing you off the hook. It is time to pay the piper. Every it's Leverkusen Byron. Every stinky week, I have to come on this mic and I have to face the music about my favorite team disappointing me again and again while you skate by and Everton stinks up the entire English countryside. Not today, pal. Come on. Give us the update on what is happening at Everton and and do you still support this club? I mean, I have no choice. I mean, I've been cheating on them with Brighton for years. Like, let's say uh, we're going to get that out in the open here. Okay. Like, I will admit to my infidelity with Brighton. 
Um, but I, I mean, the, the, the case with Everton is simple. Their ownership group is a mess. They have no money. They've had to sell players. Like I think the Awobi sale to Fulham was essentially just a financial thing. Um, and they, they, the players that they brought in were just loan fees with payments that are pushed off in the next year. Um, so you're just seeing a team in the midst of a financial crisis and they're in the premier league and they're having a financial crisis, Toby, there's a world super league. How does not how does Nottingham Forest come up from the championship I, and spend two years buying fifty players? And Everton's been in the Premier League for I don't know hundred and twenty out of one hundred and twenty one years or whatever the insane number is. And yet they can't afford to get anything besides loan fees. What is actually going on here? Well, I mean, this is also what happens when your ownership group uh, props up your your revenue stream with uh, shell companies tied to Russian oligarchs. So lesson learned for all you folks trying to do that out there. Um, no, I mean, you're, I mean, look, like I would love to screen share and just pull up their FB ref page of their roster and or transfer market page and be like, you can just tell yourself by looking at this team why Everton is bad. Where are their good players? Um, you know, they're relying on Neto, this the striker from the Port- uh, from uh, the Portuguese league. is like they're now their center forward to fill in. Calvert-Lewin inevitably misses 25 matches this year. It's just not good. I mean, like I'm literally sitting there looking at this, th- this team being like, man, they're really missing Dwight McNeil. And when you're saying that, Toby, when you're saying that phrase about a soccer club, you are in deep trouble. And no, in more ways than just like who you're associating your fandom with. Just I'm, the I'm fact offering that you're you a free pass. That. I'm offering yeah. you a free pass. Give up on Everton formally. Adopt Brighton. Adopt whoever you want to. But a ba- like, if the owner's going to abandon the club, why do you have to stick with them? I went through this with the with the Commanders for years and years, and now I'm back because we changed owners, and I never actually strayed. But I wouldn't blame you. I started rooting for my fantasy team. I started rooting for my bets. I know that's what you're doing right now. Do you really want to go down with the ship, or do you want to jump over to that Brighton lassie that you've already been seeing on the side for years now? Well, I mean, you are a lawyer, so I guess I could, you know, send my divorce papers with Everton directly to you and you could take care of that for me. Um, yeah, I mean, look, the, the Everton has become uninteresting. The reason I became an Everton supporter in the first place was essentially David Moyes, who was kind of doing Moneyball type stuff, you know, back in the before the Moneyball era, maybe even hit soccer. Um, and now that club is bright. And that's real. That's I mean, when we're, we're going to talk about them later. But that's been the disappointing thing about the Everton fall. It's like they used to be a club associated. Associated with, you know, pinching pennies, making bargain buys, like doing things that kind of worked against the grain of the transfer market, punching above their weight. They are absolutely not that team now. It's the exact opposite. They are the most dysfunctional club probably in the top flight of English football right now. And to round out the show, is any team going to be able to slow down this Miami Dolphins offense? Who knows? But Dave Damashek on Monday's Minus 3 had on Ted Wynn to discuss all things to attack of Arloa and how uncoverable Tyreek Hill is. Does the arrow remain pointed up for you, Ted, as you uh, look at this Miami team and specifically the offense? Yeah, big time. I mean, if you look at the splits last year when Tua was healthy with this Dolphins offense, it was, uh, you know, number one in so many major categories on offense. And like you said, it was just impressive that they were able to play at such a high level without Teron Armstead, because this is not a very talented offensive line. And, and when you're missing, you know, by far your your best player and you're still able to execute the way they're able to execute. And Mike McDaniel is so good at just scheming up plays where Tua could just get rid of the ball quickly and, and create so much yak. 
um, that, you know, when you're able to do that, you can overcome those offensive line issues. And and we saw a lot of teams in week one not be able to overcome their offensive line issues, but the Dolphins have uh, the coordinator to be able to do it and the quarterback that's able to process quickly and get the ball out. And the, the first time the Dolphins played the Chargers last season, the Chargers were one of the first teams that was able to give them trouble with their defensive scheme and kind of figure out some stuff on that Dolphins offense, even with Tua healthy. And uh, this season, uh, this game in, in week one, uh, they were able to figure out some solutions to the the answers that the Chargers had. Uh, in particular, they they were able to they had a little quick, clever, short motion that they had with Tyreek Hill instead of motioning him across the formation where it gives the defense some time to adjust to that motion. They had a motion on the same side outside. So the motion would take a second and then they snapped the ball. The defense had no time to adjust. And then you have Tyreek Hill um, with a running start, running at a cornerback, which was just unfair. So, um, you know, Mike McDaniels, one of the best, you know, I, I think offensive coordinator and tinkerer in the NFL combined with the speed they have and, and Tua just making quick decisions. I think, I think the arrow is pointing up for them big time. Yeah, I don't know about the offensive line. I'll defer to you on that, especially with Armstead, if it's uh, if it's mm-hmm. an enduring situation there. But try and give some credit as much as you can. McDaniel one, Tyreek Hill two, two or three. Is there something that you see in Tua that is a limitation for this offense? Because you know, from f- to my eyes, it really is. It, it, it comes down to if they can keep him clean and give him that extra half second, because the weapons around him, even including it running back when they, when they get close to all the way healthy, I think they have everything you need. Plus with Fangio on the other side, I think this team is now in year two of being a handful. And the only thing that slowed them down, it isn't any gifts or any lack, anything lacking into it's just the concussions. Simple as that, that we would be talking about this Dolphins team very differently. If those concussions didn't happen last autumn. Yeah, I think the only limiting factor is to his arm. You know, they, they, there was a a bad underthrow in this game, and yeah, you know, right. there were some, some yeah, some bad underthrows last year. But I mean, when when you're product as productive as you are on the other types of plays with the intermediate routes and uh, just being accurate and be able to getting the ball to uh, his guys to be able to create yak they can overcome that kind of inability to hit the deep ball consistently. I mean, if he was able to hit the deep ball consistently, this offense would just be completely unstoppable. 